0: East and West with Mario and Les with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les, and this is my co-host
1: Mario Kiki. How's it going, Leslie? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was re-watching the uh Potomac trailer what did it do for you
0: no. um so I'm gonna tell you because I'm honest oh I haven't watched it yet I haven't had the chance to like actually focus on I watching haven't... it for a second so oh uh, yeah I need to do that very tell me about very, it very very Kyle
1: Richards of you just be honest just be honest yes it was okay listen I'm not gonna I'm not typically I do like to burst people's bubbles because I'm bored but um (laughs) I thought it was okay I think that we're getting to the point in Potomac because this is now season eight which Mm -hmm. is crazy our babies are our babies are growing up yes Um,
0: that is crazy we're
1: we're getting to the point where uh you know how you have the same cast over and over and over very Jersey very um New York, very Atlanta, where because it has the same cast over and over, we're getting to the point of like recycled storylines over, over. Uh-huh. Yes. When I saw the when I saw the trailer, I saw Candace and Ashley arguing. I saw I heard rumors about Juan. Okay. I heard I heard Carrot and Robin going back and forth. So all of this is like Again. I could be describing any season. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I'm like Okay. This, this is cute. I mean, I love them and they're funny and they crack me up and obviously we're going to watch because we watch and so of course. But I but I think I'm like, you know, I don't know if the re- the Roni reboot is starting to tarnish every other city for me because mm-hmm. because I like them a lot and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people like the the Roni girls. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, am I getting to a point where I want to see a reborn of everything
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i, mean? I know it
1: i mean i do true. but I I, I I do but i don't and then like i mentioned jersey jackie was on watch what happens live this week and she mentioned something interesting she's fighting with uh margaret this season which i did not see yes me neither so, so that's going to be interesting but i mean the trailer was okay i mean once you watch it hopefully i don't give you a preconceived bias now but no you no watch it, i mean it, it was cute, but I, I'm excited and I like Karen Huger. I love, like, I love all the girls. Like I, you know, I don't hate anybody uh, that much, but right, of course I think not. that, um, yeah, but I mean, it was okay. I am obviously we're going to tune in, but there was an update now in the trailer. It is hinted mm-hmm. that Mia and Gordon are having marriage issues. And I don't know if you saw this headline that broke yesterday. Yes. I did um, see the
0: headline. Mm, Mia mm-hmm. confirmed her
1: split. Now, I, why did she confirm it? Like, I don't know. We just saw the trailer. We just, I know, I know. (laughs) Talk about a spoiler, but she told people magazine, like all marriages, ours has had its ups and downs (laughs) at this time. Gordon and I are separated, but my family is my number one priority and I'm committed to doing whatever it takes to make sure we are Okay. We ask that you respect our privacy and give us the time and space to figure it out. Please respect our privacy as we air out our relationship on the upcoming season of The Real Housewives of Potomac. No, I'm kidding. I added that part. But um, <laughs> Mia is 38 and Gordon is
0: 71. Did you? Know oh Gordon's my 71? God. No, I didn't know he was quite that old. No offense he looks- to anybody that's no, 71, but wow, he looks great. He looks I knew he was old. I-
1: I know, I thought they were the same age. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think, so yeah, but that's also hinted in this trailer that they're seeing Mm -hmm. marriage counselor. So when she confirmed it, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, either she's confirming it because she wants us to tune in or it's actually all bad. Um, So yeah, but, excuse me. Oh, I need to clear my throat for this one because I am tired of talking to this (laughs) bitch, but I can't stop talking about her. Little Miss Bethany Frankel was at it again this week. Oh, my God. I know. Let's uh, let's all take a moment. If you're driving, pull over and take a deep breath. Okay. Hold it in for four.
0: Breathe out for four.
1: Breathe out for five. Let a queef (laughs) out if it helps. This queef is just talking again and again and again. I did love that our Andy Cohen seemingly shaded her Mm -hmm. on his radio show. Uh, I know you listen to Mr. Andy Cohen's radio show. But during his morning radio show, uh, Andy's co host said something, and Andy tells him, You are as hypocritical as a former housewife that's been making a lot of noise about Bravo lately. <laughs> 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 um, so I do like when Andy gets a little shady. Now, yeah. um, Bethany was in the news again because she interviewed One Leany Leaks on her podcast.
0: Oh, God.
1: Again, Bethany is a hypocrite because she started off this podcast you know, when when she first announced it, she was very clear. This is not going to be housewives. This is not going to be what it is. I, you know, we're about this. It's this going to be actual smart conversations. Sure, But, Jan. but now she started, once she started talking about housewives and she see that's what people want to hear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now she's reframing. It started off with Jill. It started off with her talking about her experience. I, I don't know how many times we've heard the story of her becoming a housewife. Now it's, me and nini leaks i'm gonna give mm-hmm. nini an interview yada 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 but i did find it interesting that bethany said that she thought that her and andy were kind of friends but now she feels they're not friends they kind of don't like each other they were both playing this game bethany mm-hmm. what annoyed me because i did listen to both parts because you know i'm yeah a
0: i haven't um, yet either but okay
1: but Bethany says that initially she never burned the Bravo house down mm-hmm. because may, maybe she would have gone back into it. Like, girl, you're just admitting yeah. your hypocrisy right there. Like, right. So, so if the offer was right, all of a sudden there would be no, because she loves, you know, she loves the phrase. She loves coining a phrase. She won't stop the words. Reality,
0: reality, Ugh. reckoning. this reality, recording, reality, recording, reality, recording. Gotta shut reckoning. up.
1: I'm like, oh my God, like, well, she, is there anybody know, left on this earth? Like, oh you God. know that before
0: God. she also said, Andy and I were never friends. So that was her first yeah. like statement about it a couple months ago. And now, oh, we were kind of friends. Like, which is it? Exactly. I, just, I, I
1: don't, don't, like don't know what happened with her post show. She's very yeah. sensitive now. All of a sudden- She's mm-hmm. sensitive. Now, I will say, I do appreciate her giving NeNe Leaks the platform, because NeNe has been obviously blacklisted, because she sued Bravo. Facts are facts. But, right. um, you know, if NeNe has a platform like Bethany's to get her story out and to try to re redo her reputation, whatever, because I do enjoy NeNe, and I do find some validity in what NeNe says, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Because, um, you know, NeNe says stuff like, well, Vicky... I found it interesting because I know Vicky did take legal action towards Bravo. It was on TMZ. Vicky admitted it, but now Mm -hmm. Vicky's filming again. So if Nini also took legal action, why hasn't Nini been given the same grace? You know what I mean? So there's little things like that where I do see Nini's point, and I think it's unfair the way Mm -hmm. that. Because and I do agree with Nini that if she says some of the stuff that Bethany says, people call her angry. People call her bitter. But when Bethany Mm -hmm. says it, it's like oh go Bethany, yada yada yada. But back to Bethany. I think she's just, she talks out of both sides of her ass and she is coming off very like privileged and tone deaf yes. and angry. And it just, it seems very angry, very angry. to quote Lisa Renna. Ooh, you're so angry. Like it just feels <laughs> very angry because where mm-hmm. was this? Because Nini has been talking about her treatment from the network, her alleged treatment from Bravo for years. And Bethany, not once did Bethany say
0: a word, you know. Yeah. A word
1: but now that bravo baby did not want her back all of a sudden let's do the reality reckoning let's mm-hmm. get bravo back like like now you want now you want to ask nini she starts hella dramatic because when she interviewed rachel a few months ago or whenever that was first of all are you okay <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: come on it's like bethany barbara <laughs> walters you are not, Dr. You are bethany. not
0: Diane. yeah
1: i have to start off with how are you I'm like, girl, shut up! Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't. And so, I've just been annoyed at Bethany for taking this route. I mean, if she had actual valid claims, I don't know. And maybe she does. Like, and some of the housewives mm-hmm. have come out and said that we agree with Bethany on some aspects because we do want fairness. And I agree. Like, yeah, let's give them fair treatment. Right. But, ugh, I don't know. There's something about like I still think about Consuela from TJ Maxx.
0: I hope <laughs> Consuela is doing well. I
1: need a friend. An she didn't
0: even know her name.
1: I know. I need an update about Consuela to make sure <laughs> she didn't get fired. Like, can TJ Maxx do a TikTok? I mean, something. Seriously.
0: Yes. Just something about for Consuela. Justice
1: for Consuela. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how was your week? We just dove right into it because I'm so irritated. But did you have a good week? That's good. I,
0: my week was good. How was yours?
1: It was good. It was long and busy, but because these Yeah. Now. Busy. They keep me up at night. Oh, my I God. Know. I forgot. Did you hear Tom Sandoval started a podcast?
0: Yes. And I haven't gotten around to listening to that either, <laughs> but I plan on it. <laughs> I, I have to hear what what he is. We selling.
1: are who we are. Listen, like, I saw a headline. I didn't click on the article, but I saw a headline that he, like, contemplated suicide at some point during Scandival. Now, that's when it gets too dark for me. I'm like, oh, well, uh. like, this is what I... This is what I get scared of when people are so vicious and mean yeah. and awful. Like, because we'll snark and shade here and there, but I don't DM them. I don't know. them how awful like, Leave these people alone. Like, don't DM them, please. We don't right. know this behavior.
0: And I don't say like completely nasty things to them either. Like you see some people on Twitter are just so vicious. unhinged.
1: Vicious. Uh-huh. Even, I've sent you screenshots of people, you know, because my username, my username, I introduced myself with my Twitter name on this podcast. And so mm-hmm. sometimes people just tweet me randomly because they listen to this podcast and they'll be like, You were wrong about A, B, and C and you're bald and you have a big forehead. And I'm like, Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm Go like Thank yourself. You for your
1: exactly. <laughs> but I'm just like, Holy shit, you guys are vicious. Because you know the Bravo fan face, ourselves included. We're passionate. We believe yes. what we believe. But I think You know, there's, I think because we're uh, an elder OG group and we're not, Mm -hmm. we've we've been around since day one. So we know that it's an exercise in futility to DM these people how terrible they are. Like, of course. And
0: why would you do that? It's like, it's just TV. I know it's real, but it's still TV. And I just, I can't deal with that. The craziest ones for me are the ones that blame everything that happens in the world on Melissa Gorga. Like literally everything that happens is Melissa's <laughs> fault. I can't even believe the thing, like how dare she not post about her dead father-in-law today. And I, there was another one the other day that just had me cackling. I forget what it was. I And I wanted to tell this person how insane they were, but I had to stop myself because there's no point.
1: No, it's hard to not engage, and, yeah. um, but we do good. But, you know, the government's shutting down. I'm waiting for them to blame Melissa Borgo. Oh my because- God, <laughs> What did Melissa not, not do to make sure the government did right. not shut down? Like, right. let's make sure. Oh, and speaking of government and legal stuff, what a terrible segue. I did see an article about Gina. Gina was interviewed and she said that I'm not going to kick Shannon when she's down. I know how hard it is and yada, yada, yada. Um, and, she's, and Gina was very kind in her message. But this is my point. Gina reacting like that makes her a wonderful human being but it also I want her to be a messy bitch and be like well mm-hmm. Shannon now what you know what I mean like this right. is what I need in my life Gina you've been on the show for six five six years now if you would have got a little petty and been like well Shannon mm-hmm. next time it's off next time I'll get us the uber something stupid you know what I mean yes. but it's like so I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to get any uh, fun shade or messy shade no. because, you know, Shannon would not have given her the same grace. Let's just call it what it is. Oh, definitely not. Sparky. Exactly. Well, since we're talking about these girls, why don't we start with the finale? What did you think of the finale? Let's do
0: it. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I, I thought the party was cool um a lot of people are dressed as lion tamers so, and lions like nobody could come up with anything I, better
1: I know like I was waiting like oh I hate that uh Jen with two ends man walked in and he looked so good physically because I know yes. he's a skis but yes. I just stared at his abs and his body and I was just <laughs> like oh my God, no wonder these okay. women are like, if he wasn't drenched in those hideous jackets all the time, oh, I can see why Jim with two ends turns the other cheek because I'm just like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, and he
0: appears to be very nice to her. He's just so douchey, though. You know, like I can't just the clothes oh, yeah. alone. The
1: clothes alone. And then but I will. Now listen, um, I have to as, as I'm gayer than Christmas, but I think that Heather Dubrow's body looks so good in that suit she walked in in amazing, and I I forget which of them said it. Like she's dressed as, look at my body, and I'm like, damn right, babe. Yeah, I would be
0: looking,
1: too. She was looking snatched that booty, that booty was that tushy was perky. I'm yes. like, okay, Heather, I need you to show off that I tushy know. more often because she was wearing because she usually wears like a skirt or cute pants so
0: yeah, you can't she's really see like, her tush. right exactly she yeah, she so definitely that, liked a like a cat suit <laughs> this year she it's a whale trainer outfit that that was weird for me but it's okay
1: yeah it wasn't really circus related um i know that we're getting into the costumes but before we start the actual episode yeah. i did love that This is how y'all know Tamara doesn't take herself seriously as much as y'all take her seriously. Mm Because she purposely dressed up as an evil clown because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, thank you, Tamara, Troll these people that forget they're watching a show because you're there just during the pod. And people have called her a clown on Twitter. And I'm sure she's her clown online. So I loved it. So let's get into it.
0: Okay. So this was, as we said, the finale episode called Welcome to the Freak Show. The episode begins with Shannon at the chiropractor, and Emily comes to meet her, and they discuss the Mexico trip, and Emily tells her that Gina is really hurt by Heather. Meanwhile, Gina and Tamara meet up at the costume store, and Gina tells us she's throwing a circus theme party uh, over at the temporary Chateau du Bro, and I'm laughing because Fancy Pants' new rental house is smaller than my house, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's, <laughs> I thought that's that the that first. was a, a nice... Uh, bit of information. Anyway, she starts to tell Terry about the trip and we're treated to a split screen of flashbacks, which include a stray dog humping a pillow smack in the middle. I laughed so hard at that. Like, where did that come from? I don't even remember. like, Exactly. Seeing it I in the episode. Don't remember that. So Heather is horrified that anyone thinks she would word use the word loser because it is not in her vernacular. And she's now told us that 737 times. Uh, Heather is I now mean. referring, I mean, how many times are you going to say that? So <laughs> she's now referring to Tamra as the head cheerleader. And she says that she is giving Gina and Emily attention. And that's why. You know, they don't believe anything that Heather is saying now. Meanwhile, at the chiropractor, Shannon and Emily talk about Heather and want her to accept responsibility for her bad behavior. And Gina and Tamara do the same at the costume store. Clearly, nobody believes her at this point. And Gina then sends Heather a text and wants to have a sit down. And Terry tells Heather to go into it with an open mind how do you so, feel right
1: now like in this part of the episode were you leaning towards first of all i'm gonna be honest that's the word yeah way. i don't really know what the hell they were fighting at right now like what are we mad at that heather called them a loser is heather a loser
0: that, comment i think is yeah. heather
1: mad that tamra repeated it is heather mad at tamra for lying like what yeah i think heather is mad
0: about? at a whole host of things at this point because she felt ganged up on she and And then then we see
1: them later
0: one by one but like
1: but i mean what's interesting about heather is that last last week on the episode she said Mm -hmm. in mexico in mexico she said oh well i wasn't i didn't say anything well i was talking about jen and noella well it was actually Tamara that said it so i know i said this last week so what is it yeah so, which one is it, Ms. Vernacular? Because now you're talking out of many sides right now exactly so to pin it. so if you're going to pin it all on Tamara, then what part, like, anyway, keep going before I Yeah, no, pain.
0: you're right, though, you're right. So Tamara, we see Tamara arriving at a photo shoot, which turns out to be for a local magazine cover story featuring Women of the Year. And she lets us know that Vina, CBD has grown into a multimillion dollar business and she's very proud of this, which she should be. I had no idea. Did you know that? Yeah.
1: I didn't know. Yeah. No,
0: I had no idea. Uh, so over at Jen's house, a uh, jean jacket arrives for dinner, which is something called spaghetti casserole that Jen says, is something you make when you don't know how to cook. So she fills him in on Mexico and asks him again, what happened with the girl? And again, he tells her the only Time he slept with her was the one time when they were on a break. And he tells her that she's letting Tamara influence her and she's backpedaling when they're trying to move forward. She then lets him know she's spoken to an attorney, but doesn't have access to $5,000 and that she knew nothing about her finances when she was with her soon to be ex. And she needs this 5,000 for the retainer. But that, I mean, doesn't, they're in California. I don't know exactly how the law works there, but doesn't her husband- since she's not the main breadwinner, doesn't breadwinner. he have to pay for that? You know, unless unless their
1: marriage is or their divorce is going on in Texas, because isn't he in Texas oh, or wherever he's he at
0: Oklahoma? So he's going to Oklahoma on her
1: ass. Some forgotten <laughs> state. I don't know where they're at, but I um yeah. So maybe that's why they're not doing the California role, because you know over here we're hella liberal as hell, and right. I'm sure if it was, I'm sure if it was a California community order, property. You know, I think yeah. I'd be we'd <laughs> be paying for it. I'd Venmo her right now. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so anyway. Then we see Shannon and John Jansen, and that's how I refer to him because that's how she refers to him by both names. Mm-hmm. They're having dinner, they can't agree on food, and then she fills him in on her sit-down with Heather, and we see a flashback, quote, one day earlier, end quote. And Heather again says, Loser is not in her vernacular. I think she just likes saying the word vernacular. Like
1: I mean, she loves saying the word vernacular and she loves the word punitive. Like the God, yes, punitive. And she loves, and she loves,
0: by the way, (laughs) yes. Yes. By the way, with her finger. So, anyway, so Shannon says that Heather always has an explanation for everything. And I say that's true, just like the Capricorn that she is, because no offense to you, Capricorns, but I know a few, and you guys have pretty good explanations. So then we see explanation number one, and that included blaming Tamara, saying she called all of them losers. Explanation number two was about the house and why she didn't tell people. And I actually agree with her on this one because she said once that she tells one person in the group, everybody's going to know. And if indeed she did have to sign that non-disclosure, then I wouldn't tell either. I still am not clear on whether or not that's true, but still and then explanation number three was about shannon's relationship and heather said that anything she talked about was stuff everybody else already knew and i'm also team heather on this one they all talked about it on camera off camera so uh, i'm not sure who's to blame and you have to blame shannon for some of that because when shannon's drunk she spills it all and yeah everybody like, knows you think they're not going to talk about it then
1: yeah for Shannon to be mad that Heather's talking about her relationship it's um I didn't agree that part because
0: yeah why is Heather
1: held to a different standard in that regard like why is Heather not expected to discuss but like you said if Shannon doesn't want her relationship talked about then don't talk about your relationship like don't blast, shut. like right Shannon would have a tequila shot to take if she was actually being pride and like everybody was like in her business. But right now she ain't got no cake to stand on because it's uh-uh. just she's the one talking about it. So. Agreed. It, you, you're making it everybody's business homegirl. So. Right. What do you want?
0: So anyway. she su- Then Shannon tells us she has no hope to repair the friendship because Heather continues to blame others for her wrongdoings. She tells John about the that she's wasn't in 100% on their relationship comment. And I really think that's also being blown out of proportion here because it's not, we've seen the flashback like a hundred times. I just didn't find it to be that bad. Everybody was sitting there talking. So Shannon then talks about how sad she's going to be when the girls are gone. And the oldest one, Sophie, has no intention of coming back to California. And she tells John, I lose the kids, but I get John Jansen. Well, that didn't age well, and he really <laughs> is no prize. So over, <laughs> Tam- I mean, over Tamra's, Shannon arrives and she, this is like the next day, she brings along her stitalonic and Jen comes over and ends up being the guinea pig. They talk about Mexico first. And of course, Heather in particular and her foot fetish. They seem to have like a real problem with that. I didn't think that that was that crazy. She just, I did not see
1: I think maybe because Heather used the words "cute" and you know how they hate when Heather calls something oh, cute.
0: Yes, they yes. think
1: that she's full of shit. So they're probably like, "Oh, your feet yeah, are so cute. I want to show Heather my Flintstone feet and see if she thinks they're cute. <laughs> I know. Like if I'm y'all want cute, <laughs> if you guys want foot abuse, Jed with two ends, let me pull out my horns and oh be like, "Hi, God. Heather. What are your thoughts?
0: Right, exactly. I mean, need
1: Doctor Bro to take. I need him to look at one of my toes <laughs> down there. It's been." foot plastic like surgery <laughs> a little botched please put me oh on my botched. god but i jen with two ends reacting like oh she she made fun of my feet it's like no nah,
0: bitch no like, i not. know you're, like I'm, they're grasping glad you're, for straws
1: here exactly i'm glad she's getting a fucking canal whatever it's called because she's full of it right now
0: so let's yes see So (laughs) Jen tells them the story about Heather coming to their room, her and Taylor's room, and she wanted to talk to them. And they did have a conversation, which we saw last week. But I guess at some point she told them that she was going to get her soup and then never came back. Um, And we'll talk about that a little more later. But anyway, Shannon lubes up the sit and Jen takes a seat. And that's all I have to say about that. It was just- yeah. T- <laughs> TMI. I don't Ugh. need to
1: know or, or no. picture Jen with two ends taking shit. Like I'm
0: good. No, definitely not. Uh, so the next day, Heather and Gina meet up for a sit down and Heather walks in like the queen she is and head to toe. Oh, I'm sorry. I have
1: to acknowledge the way Heather walked into that restaurant. Yeah. She looked comp She looked confident. <laughs> she looked rich. She looked like she smelled good her hair was snatched her body was snatched she called the driver by
0: name (laughs) oh my
1: god i was so intimidated through this tv screen and then you have poor gina sitting there all hunched over bad (laughs) posture
0: i'm like gina what are you doing like you are out of your
1: league home girl like just tell heather my bad i'm full of shit i'm good
0: (laughs) i know i know
1: heather what just i re-watched heather walking in like four times because I'm yeah like, me oh, too i know
0: i did too i had to look at the outfit the bag. i'm like yes
1: i was like i'm not even 100 percent team heather this season but damn bitch like i wanted to applaud just because that's how you handle
0: hello oh, girls absolutely. coming at you at the same time absolutely.
1: she we will get into my final the queen thoughts before yeah me.
0: So she says hello to Gina quite coolly and Gina tells her she looks beautiful. And Gina says, you're upset. Obviously uh, you think, and she hasn't even cracked a smile. She didn't kiss Gina. Hello, nothing. And Gina says she's upset too. And Heather is like, well, you called me here. So why are you upset? And Gina tells her that she values Heather's friendship and that she's been there for her. And Heather basically calls bullshit on this, saying that Gina is so quick to believe everything that Tamara says And again, she says she didn't call them losers and then proceeds to play her a clip from two T's in a pod where Teddy says Tamara said she didn't want to hang out with those losers, referring to the whole cast. And I have to mention that right before this, Heather looks horrified at the glass of champagne that arrives that gina has pre-ordered for her i mean it looked like <laughs> the waiter was like trying to kill her or something i i couldn't understand why she was like so shocked at this champagne that was like set in front of her it looked like a urine sample i was just like oh okay <laughs> so gina tells us she believes Tamara probably said it but not with malicious intent why does tam i mean i love tamra But why is she getting a pass there?
1: Not just that, but Tamara didn't say it with malicious intent, but she believes Heather did. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so what is it here? That's why I I go back to what I said minutes ago. What the hell are we doing here? Are we really grasping now? Like, what's going on? This season should have ended two episodes ago.
0: Let's go. Yeah, no, I know. So Gina tells her she's upset by all this because- She cares about Heather and their friendship. And Heather explains that she doesn't trust Emily at all and that she's going to the Tamara school of friendship. And we get treated to like a bunch of flashbacks of her saying mean things to Heather. And then Heather tells us that Tamara is the root cause of all the problems. And then we get some numbered flashbacks where Tamara is talking a little shit and calling Heather out. She says Tamara has systematically destroyed all of her relationships with the other girls one by one. And then Gina asks Heather if she'll still come to her in quotes party aka the finale party on Friday and Heather pretends to be all well I don't know. Of course she's going. It's the finale. I mean party. hello. I mean, yeah. Come on. So I'm you know I'm not do you think that Tamara has systematically destroyed her relationships? What what do we think? I don't think
1: Tamara did anything that because like I said when we first started this season because you know when Tamra first came back everybody was up in arms and she's mm-hmm. evil and yada 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 so everything that I've seen is mm-hmm. react reacting to yes. what people around her are talking about um, that's why some of our friends uh, were telling me and you Leslie that they don't feel like it's authentic they don't feel like it's it's reality and i'm like this is bravo bitch yeah, and that's what i, I mean, told them on the on the chat yeah if you all want super soul sunday then y'all can go right. watch some
0: right. go watch own
1: go watch own i can I, I really yeah and i know i know i said it on the uh on the group chat but i'm gonna really send them some documentaries about sisterhood and friendship <laughs> if that's what they want to watch but i also you know it's it's about finding the balance of authentic reactions versus uh producing overproducing because there's mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna cro- i'm gonna what is it i'm gonna cross over a little bit but i feel like whitney on salt lake city is overproducing this season yeah based on her based on her antics because she's starting shit she's uh it comes off mm-hmm. way less authentic to me Absolutely. the way i see camera is the way I see Tamara is the only time I saw Tamra initiate something was the whole telling Shannon that Heather talked about her relationship off camera. But yes. again, that was also a reaction to Emily telling Tamra, you know what I mean? So right. I think that Tamra getting the blame is almost too easy for the girls to do because that's the reputation mm-hmm. Tamra has. Right. Tamra is a self-admitted, you know, she's a truth teller and she's gonna shit talk. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's just a group effort. Like they are,
0: she was kind of producing amazing. for everybody a little bit, Tamara, yeah, I thought, I but in a good was. way, in the best way possible.
1: But I think it's also easier for Dubrow to say that instead of saying, well, maybe I am the problem. Maybe yeah. I am snotty. Maybe I am, um, yeah, you know, super she's seedless. not going to admit maybe that. I...
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why to me, it's like, okay, who can I blame? Because to quote Heather Dubrow in season seven, when she told Alexis Bellino. If everybody is saying you're dead, it's time to lie down. So where right now you have five people four or five people saying, you know what, you act like right. this, you act like that. you act, and, and she's obviously going to defend herself and I'm not blaming her and I'm, uh-huh. I, I appreciate it and I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, to say Tamra systematically plotted something. Or, yeah, I don't agree with that either. It didn't come off to me like that. It came off as... Emily had this issue. Tamara called it out later. And so. Right. I mean, she's giving if she wants to give Tamara that much credit, then you're probably just going to give them give Tamara negotiating power to get a bigger salary next next season. Next season Exactly.
0: Because- <laughs> no, it's so true. And she also she doesn't apologize. Like when somebody if somebody came to me and said, you really hurt my feelings by doing this. Even if you don't mean it. I mean, just say I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It's not that hard but it is for no, her. She says, she says, by the way, well, no, cause she's
1: practically perfect in every way, which is, no, which is shade, <laughs> but no shade. Yes. And that's the problem. But like I said before, that's her brand. Her brand is to remind you I'm better than you. Like that's how she has mm-hmm. ran with it. Right. Like she, her taglines, yeah. mm-hmm. her taglines, you know, that's, she does it for fun. I don't genuinely believe she thinks she's better than them, but no, her I brand on the so. show or her stick her like aura on the show and people make fun of her fancy pants whatever Mm -hmm. that's been her brand so i think maybe that's why she also gets defensive because she's like wait no i'm kidding i don't actually think i'm better than you but when you point at people when you talk to them that is going to be a trigger like you're going to don't point at me like don't like yeah and don't use the word punitive like i i have to do it every time (laughs) and vernacular I i know vernacular but punitive and you know she if it's a fancy word she gonna find a way she's to. she's gonna find it, it oh absolutely
0: you know she's like what? looking it up to make sure she's using it correctly before too which i i'm not i do the same thing so
1: now here's gonna be a fancy word do i believe tamra engaged in subterfuge to make the season <laughs> productive probably not but i mean who am i to opine on heather
0: relationship?
1: <laughs> let us proceed with this podcast recap, yes darling.
0: so the day of the party arrives we see everybody getting ready um eddie and tamra and he asked her to please not throw wine on anyone at this party and then of course we get a flashback of her throwing wine on gina other gina old the gina I- The OG Gina. Yes. So Gina and Travis arrive first at the party, dressed as a lion tamer and lion. Emily and Shane are next, dressed as popcorn and a stick of butter, followed by Taylor, who already appears a little drunky dressed as cotton candy, obviously. And her husband is a ringmaster. Tamara and Eddie arrive, dressed as scary clowns. And then Jen and Jean Jacket get there as reverse lion and lion tamer. And Jean Jacket is wearing no shirt. And I just had to roll my eyes hard at that point. Gina says it he's not splatter painted, which is true, yes. <laughs> so- He should have splatter an painted. An excellent point, body. Yeah. So here comes <laughs> Shannon and John as the fortune teller and magician. And I cackled when Emily said that Shannon's costume looked like something she would wear normally.
1: <laughs> I mean, she did. It did. And it did. She, I thought she was a, at first, I thought she was a pirate. And yeah. so had Shannon, not clarifi- <laughs> had Shannon not clarified, I'm like, oh, OK, well, I know. And if she was a fortune teller, she could have seen this coming. I'm just kidding. It was no, like a but, pirate uh,
0: costume, though. You're right about that.
1: It kind so no, of looked like black. And I did. My favorite costume of the night was Emily's. I loved her popcorn idea. Yeah. I it was
0: really cute. It was cute. Um, yeah. And I actually really love Shane now. He has grown on me after. Oh, you know,
1: it's like mold. I just get used to it and you. <laughs> <let> it just...
0: <laughs> so, anyway, Gina's ex, Matt, is there as well with his girlfriend who looks so much like Kelly Dodd. I actually gasped. I had forgotten that she did look like her. Um, and then Gina and yes. Emily talk. I mean, so much. It, it's really crazy. Gina Gina mm. and Emily talk, and Gina tells her about the sit-down with Heather and what was said on two T's. Emily gives Tamara a pass, of course, like they do every time. Hold on. I just lost my place. Give me one second. Where the hell am I here? Okay, so she gives Tamara a pass saying that she's been talking shit about her for five years and that she's confronted her and she doesn't care anymore because Tamara apologizes every time, which is something Heather can't do. Emily tells us that Gina is making excuses for Heather now, and then all the ladies minus Heather, who isn't there yet, Talk about Gina and Heather sit down. And Gina says that Heather is being hypersensitive, which Tamara says is not true. She just wants to blame everyone else and that she twists everything. Tamara gives a pretty good impression of her and her confessional. And Gina says, and says, Gina has been heathermatized. That was pretty funny, though, when she was like, <laughs> Gina, I had your parents at my house. Like, I mean, it was so funny, like, spot on.
1: It was, it was pretty accurate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Last but not least to the party are Heather and Terry as a Cirque du Soleil performer and event staff, respectively. Heather loves herself a cat suit this season, which I said before, but it is true. She does wear it beautifully, I might add. Um, Emily tells us she's a whale trainer, and Tamara says, no, she's an ice queen like her heart. That was cold, Ow. no pun intended. Ow. Shannon says her future with Heather is foggy. And Tamara asked Shannon what they spoke about. And we see Heather saying her and Shannon were great until Tamara came back. And Tamara says, Heather is intimidated by their friendship. We get to see many clips of Taylor hammered. That was funny. All in like the screen, like she looked crazy. And then um, she tells the story uh, about what happened in Mexico to her and Jen from Heather and she's telling Gina this and she says that Heather used them and basically blew them off and Gina says that sometimes people need each other and maybe she needed you that night Taylor then drunkenly slurs that she has wealthier friends than Heather yada 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 the split screen is too funny um, you
1: know you know Taylor was talking about Kyle like-
0: of course she was they <laughs> live in Beverly Hills my friends well Kyle lives in Encino or wherever, so it's fine, but come on now. So Taylor then, um, Uh, No. So Jen and Gina tell Taylor to kick it down a notch or 20 and just have a conversation with Heather. Taylor starts off the conversation and says that her stepdaughter was waiting for them and they wanted to go out, but they were trying to be there for Heather. And Heather says she slurped down the soup, sat on the bed and fell asleep and didn't mean to blow them off. And Taylor said, you should have texted us. And Heather responds with, you should have knocked on the door to which Taylor says, I don't need to chase my friends. And Heather yells that she fell asleep And again, Taylor says you should have called. And this nonsense goes on and on. Heather then does a hilarious impression of drunk ass Taylor for us. And then Jen leads her away to talk. They have a nice calm conversation and all is water under the bridge. Emily tells Heather she loves her, which Heather is just like, whatever. And the two sit to talk. And again, the loser situation comes up. And Heather then tells Emily that Tamara said she's not even a lawyer. She's a party planner. And of course- we get a flashback of that um so Tamara is watching all this from the sidelines and she is not happy she's talking shit about it to taylor who is drunk and i'm not even sure how taylor is standing up anymore um emily and heather <laughs> patch it up for now i mean those shoes she was wearing too they patch it up for now and Tamara accuses heather of rallying the troops Emily then tells Tamara what Heather told her and Tamara walks right over to Heather and tells her, are you fucking kidding me? Heather says Tamara has her own version of the truth and she's not interested in it. They continue to argue and Heather says nothing Tamara says means anything. And Tamara says she was mocking her when she said the loser comment. And Heather said that she doesn't give a shit and it's time to move on to which Tamara replies, goodbye, bitch. That was Oh. rough watching that like because they were it friends was before yeah rough. Rough. so then but
1: i remember last week i i said that gossip that heather that tamra was mocking heather so i didn't even know that tamra was gonna say the same thing. yeah but anyway kudos yeah. kudos to my gossip because yes. i got it right thank
0: you yes <laughs> so gina asked heather what happened and emily asked tamra tamra goes on to say in a clip from the pod that the loser comment was an inside joke, so I kind of actually believe her that she was mocking them because we didn't hear that part when Heather played it for Gina. And when you hear it when they play it here, she does say it's an inside joke. So she was probably referring to what Heather had said before. yeah, that yeah. that's what
1: uh, Teddy also said on the pod is that uh, right. Heather referred to them as losers and so that's why Tamara said it mockingly exactly. to Heather like oh I thought they were losers right and they weren't filming yet they weren't even filming at BravoCon. so what would no. Tamara have to gain to be like hey loser you know what I know mean? I know, so I know. It, it feels very yeah uh, keep going
0: so the ladies take a very awkward group photo and then we get the end of the season music and what's happened since filming wrapped Jen won a Baccarat bet and was able to like afford her divorce attorney and is now deciding whether or not to move in with jean jacket, which I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, Shannon now an empty nester. And um, she also broke up with John shortly after filming ended. And of course we know what happened recently to Shannon. So we don't need to get into that. Um, Gina, she and Travis both got their real estate licenses and adopted a dog named meatball. Uh, Emily's daughter's modeling career has taken off and she celebrated Heather's birthday in L.A. Heather is looking for a new house in the O.C., it said. But I thought she was moving to Los Angeles. Didn't they buy some huge house in Beverly Hills? Oh, now, now I Taylor that. can say, I, my friends live in Beverly Hills. There's one. Beverly Hills, so. oh, And then Tamara, it said, has gotten closer with Jen, Emily, and Shannon since the season wrapped and thinks heather can go fuck a duck and that's it oh that was the season i know i'm kind of what a season it
1: was it was a true return to form as mr Mm -hmm. cohen has been telling us over and over was it salacious like no listen i think i had a good time this season with these girls and um but I just wanted to acknowledge, I think Heather Dubrow did a great job defending herself. She mm-hmm. never once stormed off. She never once refused to film. She yeah.
0: showed she up. She her job. Yeah. She went,
1: yeah, she went to work. And even if she doesn't need the money, which we know she doesn't, she is a hard worker to put up with mm-hmm. everybody coming at her at the same time. And so I do want to give kudos to that. Um overall I enjoyed the season. I love that Tamara came back and just got in, got in everybody's nerves and started everybody's
0: Well, <laughs> I mean that she made the season. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
1: It is what it is. Is it is it a hundred percent authentic reality? No. But if you're expecting that, then I don't, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Go watch season two. It's so real and boring. Um but yeah, <laughs> season I, one. I agree. Oh my god, could you imagine? Like, oh um, but yeah, we had a great time. I, I, how many parts is the reunion going to be? Do you know?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking probably three. I, I mean, it's usually three, but I don't know. I'll have to look at the schedule and see what they say. I know. I
1: I haven't seen how many parts it was going to be. But I mean, if it is two, then I think that's fine. But I mean, three yeah. is also okay, I guess.
0: But I mean, maybe they don't need to drag it out and make it three. Was there enough? I yeah, mean, we're going to talk about Loser for- Three episodes.
1: We're gonna talk about um Heather's IMDB page for a complete part. She's gonna sit there and read every single uh-huh. IMDB credit, give us context. yeah Um for those interested, Roger Ebert does have a list called 19 Films that celebrate the art of female friendship. If you are interested, please Google it and read it because <laughs> this is not Bravo TV, all right. So stop coming at us with this is yes. not real. That's the point, Yolanda. I know. Nobody's ever (laughs) happy. (laughs) Including me, damn it. Well, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll get into Salt Lake City.
0: Sounds good. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have just finished discussing the OC and a little gossip. And now we're going to move on to Salt Lake City. Take it away.
1: Oh, my God. Well, we're still in Palm Springs. Uh, Meredith summons everyone to the pool and tells them to dress themselves with those fabulous custom t-shirts that she gave them. Angie must make her own shirt because Meredith did not bring one for the uninvited. Um, I was very confused by whatever Angie thought she was doing when she said it was either make my own t-shirt or call out a hit on her family.
0: Yeah, I mean, and
1: I think i heard crickets in my own house so i'm like what the hell is yeah. that about like Not i looked, I looked yeah. around i made eye contact with the wall because i was like what the hell and but although we do hear an <laughs> allegation about the greek mafia in a future episode so maybe angie was speaking to that but we'll see anyway lisa barlow visits whitney to discuss the fight between angie and Mary Bear the night before Whitney is very clear in saying she's planning on pushing Meredith off this hostess perch. Lisa Barlow believes that Meredith weaponizes everything. Lisa shares that she's been the one attacked by Meredith <laughs> so she can see the signs. Lisa mentions erroneously because she knows it's gonna get back to her, to Whitney that Meredith is holding something over Angie's head that is detrimental to Angie's family. <laughs> so we know that damn well that Whitney is gonna go report back to Angie. Oh, but I think the rumor comes up next. week. Anyway, Meredith is chatting. <laughs> the rumor. <laughs> You're <talking> so <laughs> good at that. The, the rumors. Rumor. And
0: the the rumor. Blah, 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 Meredith
1: is, is chatting with Seth via FaceTime, eating her own caviar for breakfast. Somewhere, You're Aaron in New York is like, Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> or, Thank you, Meredith. Aaron just. Aaron just celebrated that because yes. Aaron's like, "Look, caviar is breakfast."
0: Vindicated. Heather now. is very
1: proud of herself. Heather is very proud that she could puke and still be able to rally. Now, Heather did manage to puke and pee at the same time and pick up the sprinter. <laughs> Whitney tells us that she could have done without puke on her leg. Yeah. Um, then we have Meredith chatting with Monica, the new wife, about the previous night, and Monica and uh, Meredith finds Angie's comments to just plain be slander meredith did appreciate that monica told her gal pal angie that she was out of line now monica is smart because she joined this show as angie's friend but when she sees that angie is doing the most angie or mm-hmm. monica's like you know what i need to secure this check so let me go kiss some og ass because not OG, so right angie is not the og meredith is so monica yeah. is brilliant um Monica alleges to not recognize uh, her good friend's behavior from the night before. Meredith has, for some reason, planned some trust exercises for their day. Mary comes out of her room. She's clearly not interested in doing anything remotely (laughs) physical. I'm with Mary. Don't invite me on a trip and want me to go do some corporate HR. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. That's not fun. I would
1: have been like, I'm not doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Now they go into the sprinter van, which I hope has been drenched in Lysol and checked with the black light. Seriously. Just to make sure that Heather's <laughs> bodily fluids are gone. I would have been like, I'm taking an Uber. Y'all got me fucked up if you think I'm gonna go in there and sit in that. Cause you know, it stinks. Cause you know, vomit Ugh, takes-
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. At <laughs> you know, least.
1: Vomit takes a few days Ooh, to clear. Yeah. Um, Mary says she's not a soccer mom and she refuses to participate in this exercise. She says, "I don't need the trust exercise. I know who my friends are." For some reason, I don't care that Mary is not participating.
0: <laughs> I don't either. I, I think it's funny.
1: <laughs> I think it's hilarious that she gets away with it, and I love it because uh-huh. I see a lot of tweets that are like, "Why is Mary here? Why I, is she me here? Too. She's not here?" Yep. But, I, but to me, it's funny. I don't know what it is about this woman, but her being like, "No." Mm-hmm. no i'm just like okay you know i know i don't know i know anyway this portrait ex- as we see later this episode this dress exercise is a complete waste of time this poor man cliff has no idea who he's dealing with um angie and heather are paired up mostly heather bounces around through the course. meredith and whitney are paired up and they do do a decent job working together barlow and monica are paired up and i no. would rather not have lisa talking to me through anything like Mm-mm. could you imagine that torture yeah now we get a we get a cute shot of Mary ordering an oat milk latte in the van. <laughs> the fact that they know that the audience is going to find this ridiculous or funny. And we do not need to know that she ordered an oat milk latte, but we got it. But yeah. um, Whitney and Meredith completed the exercise first. So I wonder, does that mean they trust each other now? <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the sprinter, Meredith. Tells Mary, you know what, Mary? I wish you would have done the exercise with us. <laughs> um, Lisa jumps in, and Mary just reacted like Lisa came for her hard. Mm-hmm. Lisa's like, or Mary's like, "Do not! I'm not talking to you. I don't need your opinion." She wants to know if you have a mute button. <laughs> Lisa says, "I'm on play all the time." Oh, Lisa was so proud of herself, and you know what? That was a cute little zinger.
0: Oh, I know. I thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> and then Whitney engages with mary and she questions mary on why she wanted to attend a girl trip but chooses not to not engage and mary is just like don't talk to me don't look at me i don't want to talk to you mary just hates whitney like that is yes. clearer than the snow and a mountain yeah she's never going to be a fan she is mean to whitney and what i found hilarious uh-huh. is that even andy cohen was laughing on watch what happens live like I can't believe how much Mary hates Whitney. Like anytime (laughs) she says anything, Mary. (laughs) I know.
0: They're (laughs) shutting her down immediately.
1: Exactly. And then Whitney announces that she's going to take over the trip and they're going to do a drag inspired show. Then we get back to the motel. Lisa is panicking because she has to take off her makeup without the help of glam. She has to do (laughs) her own makeup. She tells us that she has to, that she spends sixty thousand dollars on makeup each year. Lisa breaks the fourth wall. She's talking to producers. Poor Will and Lori, they need uh-huh. a raise or a hazard pay <laughs> for that tantrum. Yep. Monica overhears Lisa losing her shit, and she thinks she equates her to Veruca Salt from. Now she said Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I was thinking it's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, but she yeah. referenced to the she she referenced new the remake of Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the OG is better, want Wonka. Anyway. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and that is slander to Baruca. Like, don't you ever come for Baruca salt <laughs> like that. Like, she did <laughs> nothing. To- <laughs> um, Lisa is really in tears, though. She does not want to be makeup-less at, at all on camera. She says she even wears makeup, or she gets glam done to go to the store. Come she on. She really did not want it. She really did not want to be on camera without mm. makeup that's what she, that's what we were getting at like she is having a complete glam break down uh-huh. like, she is not i was like what the hell is under that makeup like she i know I mean, is it that very, bad i mean but then they flash oh my god if i can find so a I picture they, of her
0: without makeup
1: but boo boo when they flashed her getting her makeup done And they zoomed in on her. They zoomed in on her, like her profile. I know. And people on Twitter, you know, people on Twitter are ruthless. They posted that screenshot Uh
0: over and over. I know. Like so, I felt so
1: bad. I'm like, that is terrible. Like we know that this woman is not flawless. She knows she's not flawless. And I'm like, y'all trolls are making me feel bad for Lisa Barlow, and that is something I could not forgive. Like that is just
0: that was mean.
1: It was mean, like I mean, ugh. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like that. And then I kept and then I went down a rabbit hole and I was zooming in on her wrinkles. I started naming them. It was just <laughs> messy. Like
0: she's uh, yeah, she's how old is she?
1: She's not even that old. I mean, but yeah, she did have so, yeah. wrinkles to listen. Like it's not like she's flawless. I mean, she's that's so why the fact that she she's forty eight. So yeah. allegedly, or according to Google. Yes. um, But the fact that you know, but what I thought was mean on Twitter, and now I'm a hypocrite because now I'm an elder millennial. But if she's telling you on the show, I'm insecure about my looks, and the first thing y'all do is post her screenshot where she looks the worst. Like that's just mean. Like it's I mean, mean.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's see your screenshot. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a like, like.
1: That's just mean. Like oh my god. Like that's why you make me feel bad for these women on Twitter because it's, it's like
0: true. We want to so mean. We want to z-
1: sit we want to sit here and talk shit and then you guys want to make go take it too far Mm -hmm. and then i feel bad but yeah anyway um excuse me some of the ladies do their drag queen contest trixie mattel will be judging them whitney's drag name is little girl (laughs) heather is dolly's pride angie is anita invite and monica is jersey mariah they all got the memo they participated Meredith and Lisa did not. They looked like twins. They looked like the parent trap coming out of their room. Yeah. It, it, it was cute. I did yeah. love that Mary again did not participate, but she walked out. <laughs> and what could be just she walked out and what could be described as like stilts because those heels were I so know. tall. I know. I
0: like, know. She
1: looked like Bambi learning to walk. She <laughs> was just like, oh oh. I thought she was trembling because it was cold. Like, nah, blah, blah, blah. like no, I know. Awful. You could tell she does not wear big ass heels. No. Um. Trixie awards Monica with a drag queen award and then Monica reminds us that she thinks Lisa is insecure without makeup which yes clearly and that is why Barlow chose to not participate they go back into the vomit van to (laughs) another bar Barlow wants to know the story because the girls convened the ones that did participate in the drag queen they talked about the other girls who did not um I forget who called them a wet noodle um, but Lisa Barlow wants to know what the hell was that about because she's not a wet noodle. She yes. says that she's in head-to-toe cure and that should be good enough for any occasion, even drag. Monica then lets Lisa know that she's very tone deaf and that Lisa cannot possibly relate to middle America. Lisa Barlow, in all her <laughs> unseriousness, insists that middle class could afford a $60,000 ring. To which I say, sure. unless I'm going to take out an equity loan, I will not be rocking a $60,000 ring yeah she's wrong like Barlow come on yeah stop it like just just (laughs) defend yourself in a different way like exactly Barlow could have been like I'm not trying to relate to middle America right (laughs) exactly
0: I'm (laughs) I'm relating to myself exactly instead of saying they could afford it that's no Like, Mm -mm.
1: like come on and we want our housewives to be rich bitches so I wish you know there's that clip on Twitter of Nene Leakes going bling 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 bitches is that, like that's the type (laughs) of energy i need for my rich exactly yes yes but lisa is not gonna take this crap from the newbie and she's very unapologetic lisa insists that she's a good person and angie seems to enjoy being able to tell monica that she's coming across as a dick monica then starts insulting lisa randomly in portuguese which felt very (laughs) random but thank you they get to the bar mary's like Meredith give me a hint if I should get out I'm like what are you guys doing a fucking mob hit like why are we not <laughs> exiting the cut like what signal does Meredith need to like nudge I her know in? Mary's like nope not doing it I'm getting out of the van she tells the driver to take her to McDonald's again is it a good housewife participation no did it speak to my heart yes because yes. I wanted I wanted McDonald's me too
0: and I love a filet fish <laughs> so
1: Oh my God. Oh, so good. That was great. You know what? I'm going to tweet McDonald's. We need the McMary meal. It was filet of fish, yes. chicken nuggets, and, la- and large fries. Yes. The McMary. Like, let's. The McMary.
0: Let's That's perfect.
1: Market <laughs> it, give out little girl toys, give out a yes. Bible, whatever yes. you do. Like, oh my God. Brilliant. I need them to partner up because I know that Lisa Barlow has a fast food partnership deal. Where's Mary's McDeal? Like, let's get her on. Yeah.
0: Pay. Yes.
1: <laughs> Whitney then tells Meredith. I wish she would have participated in the drag show Um, (laughs) to which Meredith says she has a shooting headache for the last few days. She refuses to put 30 pounds of hair on her head. Meredith then loses her shit because Whitney calls uh, and she calls Whitney a monster because Whitney suggesting that head or that Meredith is using a sick child to divert attention from herself, which I was, she is,
0: she is though.
1: (laughs) She is. Angie is hovering them around, trying to get her way in here. She overhears Meredith refer to Angie as a pit bull. Again, why are we insulting pit bulls? Angie then bizarrely tells Meredith that she looks like a trampoline with eyes. (laughs) What? I don't. (laughs) I don't even understand that. A trampoline with eyes? A trampoline with eyes. And I kept trying to put eyes on a trampoline. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? I know. I'm sitting here thinking her about like, that right now. Yeah. Like, do people jump on Meredith? Does she? Is she is flat. It like slut shaming. Yeah, is she I don't get it. like. I don't know what a trampoline with eyes. No, unclear. I need her no. to give me context. Yeah. Um, Monica then gets called out for comparing Angie to a lap dog when everybody knows she was perched on Jen Chaw's lap as her assistant. Monica then stupidly admits that she was never paid by Jen. So it's like, girl, you can't be saying that. You know, you did this for free yeah. because that makes you look worse. Um, the ladies load up on that stinky sprinter that is now hopefully smelling like McDonald's. Thank yes. you, Mary, for your service. Mary just looks at this group and just thinks, "How the hell did I end up here again? Like, how did <laughs> we-
0: <laughs> I made that up?" But I'm just looking
1: at Mary's face, like, "Girl, why yeah. are we here? How did why?
0: Yeah, exactly." And
1: the epi- and that's where the episode ends. Next week we have some trip fallout. And then somebody tells Angie all about the, rumor. say the rumor, I can't say The
0: rumors. The rumors (laughs) and the nastiness.
1: What do you think the rumor is?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, well, she said on Watch What Happens Live that, um, because Andy says, oh, are you going to? ever tell the rumor or whatever and she goes no and he goes well you kind of do actually she goes no this is something different oh yeah so, so i guess she has more than one rumor about the husband the oh husband God. that's what she called him the rumors <laughs> and the nastiness don't get me started i'm the husband The husband, the, husband. <laughs> the husbands i can't
1: well i mean guess we'll watch what happens but i mean Six. it just you know Meredith lost her shit when they talk about her family, and now she's the first one. I did tell—I forgot who I was gossiping with—but um, the rumor, the easy rumor, is that mm-hmm. you know his her husband's gay because he's a hairstylist, and right? Not a stereotype, right? But if that's if that's the rumor, then Meredith was furious when Jen Shaw repeated that Brooks was gay her about Brooks, like yeah. Oh, so, hypocrisy! Critical. Like thy name is Meredith, but uh-huh. this is why we watch our housewives because they're hypocrites and they're unaware. We love
0: yeah, it. well, Whitney's right about her; she deflects a lot. Oop,
1: oop. All right. Well, that was Salt Lake City. Now let's merge to the East Coast and talk about New York. What do you think of New York?
0: Oh, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was a little ridiculous that that fight went on for so long about the sunglasses on the phone, but <laughs> that's the petty nonsense that I like to see them fight about. So. You know, I, I
1: thought did, it was good. Yeah, it was interesting. I thought about, or uh, they released the the reunion looks this week. What did you think of the reunion
0: looks? Um, I love Bryn. I didn't like the dress. It was like pilgrim chic. Yeah, cause she, I don't know what she was going for. Um, cause she, I don't know, looked like it looked like a
1: costume party. It did. Um, I did like Erin's dress. It was. I did too. Short very cocktail-y because I think I forget if it was Sai or one of them said that the they were told the theme was wear what you would wear to a cocktail party okay um which explains Jenna's lesbian realness because she showed up in jeans and a in shirt jeans, and and just-
0: a, yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> one thing Jenna will do is show us that fabulous ab stomach because that girl flashes that
0: mm-hmm. I flash. would and, too I mean
1: listen i was gonna say no shade i'm here for it like flash that tone body homegirls
0: oh people on on twitter though were all up in arms about her wearing jeans oh they were like calm down they
1: were furious i i was kind of like i mean whatever yeah it was it was very jenna and i think that um It'll work for her in the long run, because when we look back Mm -hmm. in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh, my God, remember when Jenna wore jeans? We're not going to remember everybody else's first reunion look. Like, so it was a good strategy for Jenna or Jenna Lyons to do that. But yeah, anyway, anyway, like you said, the case of the phone sunglasses continues between Miss Uba and Aaron. Uba is all up in Aaron's face. And it was because Aaron decided to prank Uba by secretly hiding her phone. Because of this, Uba has decided to now keep Aaron's sunglasses hostage for 45 minutes, the same amount of time that Aaron claimed she had Uba's phone in secret. Things are very awkward. Jenna does try to get Aaron's sunglasses back. Uba then pettily asks Siri to set a timer for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So funny.
0: And she was like, your eyes are sensitive. That's why I'm taking them.
1: Oh, I know. Uba was... (laughs) yes Yes. i uba took this to the next level and i was just (laughs) high-fiving her because erin's been getting on my last nerve i know that the phone prank uba Mm -hmm. is still furious that erin still thinks the phone prank is funny yeah uba rationalizes her reaction because she's a single girl in this world and she must have her phone to check in with her family which, you know, listen, I'm a single girl in the world, too. My family doesn't care about me. So I, I'm so glad that Uba has somebody to check in with. because to check I in be, with. yes. I'd be tweeting to the everybody like, hi, I'm alive. And people are like, go away. What are you Great. Want? Oh, God, this again. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, God, we're still doing this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Uba is fed up with Aaron's, Aaron's antics and the fact that Aaron, quote, abuses everybody abuse is a strong word but Very. particularly Bryn. now speaking of Bryn, Jenna is still thinking about this story about Bryn putting up a tampon up her butthole as a mm-hmm. teenager yeah which makes me wonder Jenna why are we still thinking about that like let's just move on like she was probably yes. just thinking about Jenna's butthole because you know they're weird uh really they're weird flirtations. yes yes yeah
0: um have you ever had rum I don't know if I've ever had rum yes I have had rum I don't it's not something I typically drink though. And I've I never had it, like, like, straight
1: or anything. I don't do anything straight. No, but I don't <laughs> think that <laughs> Pun intended. I don't, I don't remember. Oh wait, I didn't even see that. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I I don't think I've ever had rum. I'm trying to think of my cocktails of choice and it's usually tequila. Um yeah, me and same. Sh- me and sh- me and Shannon Bador have that in common. Hey Shannon. <laughs> um Elvis serves them all the bar owner except jessel because she's so forgettable apparently <laughs> is fabulous alcoholic concoctions and he allows Sai to relieve her 20s behind the bar how are we this late in the season and we're just finding out that Sai was a bartender i like, know
0: i love that story
1: i love the story i love the flashbacks of sai serving people uh-huh. and then when she told us the bartender reactions those were so real because it's like if you are at the crowded bar and you don't know what the fuck you want i oh, know
0: that's such a it's so I'll annoying.
1: It's so annoying. You better uh-huh. know what you want as soon as you, as soon as you park. Just know. I know.
0: I hate when people uh, I'm with do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uba's alarm goes off, which made me guffaw because I think Uba forgot she had the freaking timer on. Uh, yeah, and so it goes off, and she hands over the sunglasses. Erin is so petty, and she goes, "Somebody else needs to hand them to me."
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> there goes poor Jenna. Jenna is so tired of babysitting these girls, and she just hands over the sunglasses to Aaron.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Aaron suggests that next time Uba just talks to her like a normal friend. Uba says that Uba's acting like a kid, grabbing sunglasses off her face. This makes Uba goes off. Uba begins pointing out every shady or wrong thing that Aaron has ever done, including calling Bryn a social climber. I mean, now listen, all six of them are in a TV show. I think yeah. at some, I think at some point they all thought this is going to, I'm going to be a social, like that, that has social climb. Of course. Circle.
0: Yeah, like, of course.
1: People, I mean, listen to the, to Bryn says to that, I don't have to climb. I took the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm like, okay, Bryn. Yeah. one. In typical Aaron fashion, she excuses herself when she can't take the heat and she heads to the other side of the bar with Jenna. Uba continues her Aaron bashing and claims that Aaron comes in like fireballs, which is funny because they were taking fireball shots. Yes. Uba is hitting low. She calls Aaron's sunglasses Canal Street brand. They all <laughs> got, They all sat there and gassed. Like that was the biggest blow. For I know. Uba to, in, for Uba to imply that Aaron shops at Canal Street, they were like, how? Oh. <laughs> dare you it was like uh, they invited brin to the catch all yeah. over again like yeah it was just hilarious <laughs> um poor jenna is over there supporting Aaron, watching from afar and they continue to have a good time Aaron's mad because nobody's checking on her mm-hmm. it's like girl you walked away you're pissing yeah you. we're, we're just to chase, chase her shit. down yeah I'm supposed to chase you down you're the one that started all this shit with your stupid pranks um as they're leaving the bar jenna shares that what one of the guests Brynn was her daughter. That would have made me sob. I would have gone home. That uh, that moment, uh-huh. like I would have just been like, okay, "Yeah, this is over. It's done. It's I done." Know.
0: <laughs> but she is actually old enough to be her mother. In fact, so <laughs> I
1: like how Dang. you remind the audience, Leslie. Thank <laughs> you for the fact check, Leslie. Leslie, like by the way, she is old. By um, the way, I hope By the way, Si hopes to resolve some of the issues between Uba and Aaron, but the ladies are. But the ladies. It also seems like the ladies are noticing what Uba is saying about Aaron. The mood has changed, and Uba is still continuing to rant. Aaron calls a car and leaves to lunch, but not before asking Sai to stop all the conversations about her. Mm-hmm. Jenna then shares that she too has seen Uba's negative side. When they first started filming, they get a, we get an unseen footage of Uba arriving to Jenna's house, and Uba showed up with no hair and makeup. Uba was pissed. She's like, "How dare you? If you ever invite me, tell me we're filming."
0: (laughs) I know. She's like, "I need glam for when the cameras are on,"
1: which is only fair. I mean, yeah, it's fair. I mean, yeah, delivery is everything. But I thought to me, it's like, okay, well, that's true, Jenna. You could have told her, like, "Hey, we're filming, girl. Get over here." Right. Or it was just give a little heads up here. Uba is trying to explain herself to the remaining ladies at lunch. She states that she's over the angry Black woman narrative, and she feels like Erin deserves it. Uba does not appreciate Sai jumping in. Sai is trying her best to change the subject. Mm -hmm. Uh, We then learn more about Brynn's background, and she shares that she used to be a pre-med student until her junior year. She took up public relations. She explains that her grandma raised her since she was two, and that the grandma was everything to Brynn. Grandma taught Brynn how to live her life and the ladies remind Brynn that they're all there for her. What a sweet little lunch. Like, that was cute. I thought (laughs) it was nice to them. uh, Me too. I mean, it was a nice way to switch the tone because y'all were about to just... Definitely. A little bit. And then Erin calls her dad to cry and vent about Uba. Erin tells her dad that Uba stood up over her and snatched her sunglasses off her face. He tells Erin to just allow Uba to do the talking and for Erin to continue being strong. Mm -hmm. Erin feels like she's back in seventh grade and she tells the audience (laughs) which I don't know why she gave us ammo she tells the audience that this little boy called her long jaw silver
0: (laughs) Uh, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to her that's her embarrassing like moment again
1: (laughs) I mean ever I mean I know First of all, I forgot that restaurant existed, so I had to Google <laughs> if that chain is still even open. Is it? And then I'm like, "Well, it is." actually. Oh, yeah, there is. who knew? Actually, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have a Long John Silver. <laughs> they sh- See, Aaron, Aaron, you need to team up with Long John Silver, Aaron, yes. and get your, uh, get your meal on. But have the Aaron. It's just a big life. Oh chain. my god! No, but I mean. Uh, it was hilarious I, I mean i did feel bad for her but overall it was just uh it was funny it was <laughs> if, if that's the worst thing you have ever called it true, then fine over lunch a boarding school conversation ensues we learned that jenna did not send her son to private school jenna admits that she has a quote warped sense of money but she is trying her hardest not to spoil her son i don't believe she's doing a good job because i would love to be spoiled by jenna yes please, Jenna. Jenna explains that at the height of J Crew, she was uncomfortable and unattractive, or she felt uncomfortable and unattractive. Mm -hmm. She feels more in her body these days and has stopped trying to be something for everybody else. Good for you, girl. Yes. Eventually, Uba apologizes to the ladies for the Aaron fight, and Brynn suggests that perhaps it's just the way Uba addresses everything. On the way back to the villa, for some reason, oh wait, no, drunk Brynn lets Jessel know that Aaron talks mad shit about her and then Erin paints Jessel out to be the dumb one of the group. (laughs) Jessel is very thorough, and she explains that she has a checklist on her phone, and she writes down any nasty things Erin has ever (laughs) said to her.
0: I love that.
1: (laughs) Brynn tells us that list is longer than a CBS (laughs) receipt, which was, I mean, that must have been some list. Like, I know that that iPhone storage was getting full because, you know, she's taking notes on huh. Brynn is doing a fabulous job in egging Jessel on. Thank you, Elvis, for the rum drinks because we got that messiness. <laughs> now, once home, Erin grabs Uba right away and they tr- and she tries to smooth things over. Erin tells Uba that I love, love her and I'm extremely hurt by you. Erin mm-hmm. tries, to- tries to call her phone prank, lighthearted, and claims that Uba's actions did not <laughs> fit the crime. Aaron refuses to let Uba talk to her condescendingly, and as Uba and Aaron go at it, Brynn is finding it all hilarious, especially because Uba loses her phone mid-fight yes. again, which is what causes she, nonsense. I don't. She can
0: never find the goddamn phone, but she's so worried about it being missing when somebody took it. Like I can't.
1: Exactly. Uba then says they're done. Aaron claims she's gonna drop kick Uba into the pool. I'm like, I would like to see you try. First of all, like I would yeah. like to see you drop kick Uba because Uba's like seven feet tall. Like there's nothing. Uh-huh. It would be like hitting her. It'd be like swinging at her with a chopstick. Like nothing. There is no damage it's gonna go down here. Um, Uba is doing a great job at getting everybody mad at Aaron. That's when Bryn suddenly remembers she's mad at Aaron for accusing her of flirting <laughs> with her husband. She feels like Aaron was never held accountable for calling or essentially calling Bryn a slut. Aaron never used the word slut. Never like, used the word slut. Word.
0: Yeah. He
1: never used the word Mm-mm. slut. Um, Brynn is now mad that Aaron called her a social climber. Aaron just feels like Uba is riling everybody up. And even Sai realizes that, yes, this is becoming a bit of an ambush. Mm-hmm. Aaron, in my opinion, rightfully loses it. And she tells Uba to shut up and calls her a bitch. Uba tells Aaron she's the bitch. And everybody's mad at her. And Sai admits that, yes, Aaron does tend to start a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. um jenna <laughs> jenna was too busy working they we get a flash of her <laughs> working she's all, she's over there like uh i'm good so we get a little zoom call
0: like yes. it was stupid i'm like
1: why is jenna now if y'all want to know why mary's here why is jenna here like i mean come on like, right
0: exactly like, <laughs> yeah <same. laughs> like
1: at least at least at least mary's giving us content by complaining like jenna's yes. doing work i know Erin claims that Uba is abusing her and she starts crying (laughs) um, and they all decide that enough is enough, but maybe next time Erin will hold herself accountable. Uh, We get one last number. This is like round round 17 of them going at it. Erin and Uba state, oh, they get together. Uba tells Erin I love her and Erin says that she's scared to be friends with Uba. Uba then takes back all the names she's called Erin, but reminds Erin that she does talk a lot of shit. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Which, Which,
1: I mean, a true friend's gonna tell mm-hmm. you
0: that. Yeah. The
1: apologies flow. So finally, even the household staff is like, thank God these bitches are done with this fight. Because if you notice, they started talking again in the daytime. And then by the time mm-hmm. they hugged, it was night. It was nighttime. I'm like, oh, yes. oh my God. I know. I'll sit there and talk. Yeah since it's the final night bren is in it to win it with jenna she attempts to seduce jenna telling her she's wet all over oh my god i was ready to <laughs> faint because i was like oh my god i feel like i shouldn't be watching this um they go to dinner and they bond over how they all have felt ganged up on and i'm glad we got a flashback of them coming at jenna at the same time because erin had no compassion back then like Aaron no
0: zero nothing. she started nothing
1: it. Exactly, they had nothing to say when it was all against Jenna, but now Aaron is like, mm-hmm. anyway. While we wait for Uba and Jessel, Sai shares Jessel's note-taking on her phone. Aaron seems shocked but just laughs it off. uh Bryn is wasted, and again, we forget about Jessel. They play a game, <laughs> their outfits, and I'm so glad that they're laughing at dinner. The trip ends on a happy note, thankfully but for the love of god no more pranks please don't ever prank I each mean. other if we're going to endure such a fight yes. so since the reunion is filmed i'm assuming we have like maybe 2 3 more episodes before the finale right it was it's, it's been a cute season i mean i think it's they're, I I think they're doing so.
0: okay i think they're, they're doing, doing okay. good yeah i mean i enjoyed it i found it entertaining um i mean yeah, it- we needed a break from the other ladies. I'm sorry. We'll see them on girls trip. And I'm happy about that, but I don't, I'm not sure how a whole season of, of the older ones would have gone. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know because that last season was so bad. Oh God. That's putting it mildly. Um, yeah, I think it was interesting. I think that
1: I, I do predict that maybe in three years four years we'll see a crossover of the ogs and the new girls and yeah. it'll be it'll be a moment but until then shut up and enjoy this it's been great <laughs> um all yeah. so this has been a great recap i say this every yes. week i love talking to
0: you love talking to you it's been another fun episode and we'll see you guys again next week i suppose all right i guess i guess (laughs) allegedly i love that the rumors (laughs) the rumors and the nastiness (laughs) bye guys bye guys bye